going on guys welcome back to inside the dome thank you to aiden as always for that amazing intro um i'm carlin jacob i'm joined today with lance johnson he's filling in for john john is currently sick so i hope you get better john and can return as soon as possible but yeah lance we're on our final division buddy we're on the afc slash nfc north dude it's been a heck of a ride to predict these games and i'm excited to see what you're gonna say because nfc north and I feel like it's very predictable this season, besides like two teams. But the AFC North is a wild card with any team could win that division, in my opinion. So I'm excited to hear your opinion. I also got John's predictions as well, because I told him to send me them and I have them. But yeah, how are you doing, Lance? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, just after a long work day, I've been looking forward to this. I was just like, earlier in the day, I'll just be sitting there thinking about When's the next podcast going to be? So I'm just like, I'm ready to move on to tonight right now. So now I'm here. But how about you, Carlin? How have you been doing? I'm doing pretty good. Got off work. And then I was like, all right, I got to record this. And I texted John and Sean's like, yeah, I'm sick. I was like, thanks, John. So then I was like, yo, Lance, you want to fill in? And he was like, yes, of course I do. So yeah, yeah. I'm ready to rock and roll, bro. It's It's going to be good predicting. And I could have done it by myself, and then I was like, it was 15 minutes of me talking nonsense, and I don't think a lot of people want to hear me talk nonsense for 15 minutes. So I was like, let's get Lance in. Let's let's make this a fun conversation. So, um, all right. So how about we get things going? Um, we're going to start with the NFC side of the ball, and then we're going to move into the AFC after the break. So let's get this rolling with the Chicago Bears. Lance, do you want to give your opinion on the Chicago Bears and how they will do this season? Yeah, I got you. Um, So I think the Bears have had some weaknesses, and I think one of the weaknesses to point out is I think of just how young the team is with – starting off with the development of Justin Fields, like last season, he was like, even though he was the quarterback, he played more like a running back because he would just run all over the field with the ball. So I, he's still in development. So that's still in the talks. And let's see, talking about selection of an offensive tackle, I think that's going to be very important as well um, because Justin Fields hasn't had that, much protection from his O-line at all. And that's the reason why he's been running all over the place. So with my prediction with this upcoming season, I think the Bears, I would say, probably manage around like a 7-10 and 10 or 8-9 and nine season coming up. But I just don't see them making the playoffs from my point of view. Like, they still got a ways to go before we could consider them in the playoff talk. Yeah, and I'm 100% with you on that page, and so is John. John has them going 7-10, and 10, and I have them going 8-8-1 eight, eight and one with us both having them a 2-4 and four in the divisional. Uh, I have them tying, actually, with the Commanders when they had that Thursday night rematch in uh, FedEx Field. But they had a great offseason. They obviously got the number one draft pick, and they traded it to Carolina for a bunch of picks, as well as DJ Moore. Um, trying to think who else they got they got pj walker which pj walker didn't even make the roster uh they got a couple picks and then they also got um i can't think of their running back who's their running back he's on my fantasy team this is bad that i don't know i should know oh, too because i used to hear his name quite frequently but oh boy. maybe i can oh. find him in my notes oh boy um I have it right here. Khalil Herbert. That's it. Uh, yeah, they had a great offseason. But like you said, they're nowhere near going to win this division. But I think they have a lot of improvement for last year. I feel like they're going to be like 8-9, and 8-8-1, 9-8. Um, and eight. 
I just really like more what the Bears did. Uh, Justin Fields is a very running quarterback. In college, he wasn't that way. He's he's slaying the ball as much as he could. Um, and he hasn't been able to do that in the, NFL, in the NFL because he hasn't had that much protection. He can't do what he did in college, and he hasn't really had any weapons. But now he has DJ Moore and Chase Claypool staying with him and Cole Komet. So he has the weapons. He has a better offensive line. Defense is still iffy. But this Bears team is getting better, I would say. Not top of the division, not low of the division. I do have them finishing last, though. I don't know where you have finishing last, but it's just this NFC North is a little bit of a hard division for the Bears to actually try to win a miracle, like have a Cinderella story. I don't think they're happening. You have anything else you want to say? Yeah, just to add on from your point with them being at the bottom of the division, I also have them at the bottom of the division as well. I expect them to be the bottom feeder. So I don't expect them to be overall with 7-10. and 10, I think it makes the most sense. I think they'll still have some struggles and they'll still have to talk about things on what are we going to do for next season? Because right now they're still rebuilding and they're still trying to get – put the puzzle pieces together. So yeah, I have them at the bottom of the division as well. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, Hey, Chicago might have big things this year and it will be fun to watch this young Chicago team perform for once. As long as they just don't start losing a bunch of games, which the beginning of the season is very hard for them, but we'll see what happens. Um, the NFL is unpredictable. Exactly. So let's move up to another team. I don't know who you have finishing third, but I got the Green Bay Packers. Who do you have? Um, let's see. Yeah, I also have the Green Bay Packers okay. too. And you want me to start or do you want to start? Uh, I'll have you start. John has the Minnesota Vikings right in this spot, and he has it very interesting. But I have the Green Bay Packers. You got the Green Bay Packers, so let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good place to start is talking about the Packers right now because of, like, talking about from yesterday's episode with the New York Jets. They, they got Aaron Rodgers. It's the rejuvenation of the Big Apple and having the best quarterback and Aaron Rodgers to come to the Jets ever since Joe Namath. But – Back onto the subject with the Packers, it's the question would be is that can Jordan Love perform up to his first year after training under Aaron Rodgers for the past few years? Now, the most I could take away from this is that you could also look back at his college highlights at Utah State, and the first impression I got from him was that why would the Packers pick a guy like that? Because I just never really saw him being that great of a quarterback, especially at the NFL caliber level. And the big thing that I saw from Jordan Love was that he's had a hard time on reading defenses. He can't read defenses. And also, I think he's a little bit timid on making mistakes when it comes to throwing the passing game downfield or even with the run game. So with the first year of Jordan Love, I think he's still got a lot to learn. He's never really played a real NFL game. So therefore, I say that the Packers are going to have to be living in a new era under the Jordan Love era. So I would say they go with a 6-11 and 11 record, maybe 5-12. and 12. Oh, I so you have, them, harsh, but... you have them last in the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So I would actually have the Bears above in third place. There you go. Okay. Interesting. I think the Bears actually have a shot on beating the Packers at least once at some point. Like when you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation and don't have Lazard or Randall Cobb and some of those key players, I think the Chicago Bears had have a better chance at beating the Packers than they've ever had in a really long time before Aaron Rodgers started playing for the Packers. Hey, I I very well agree with that take. So I'm going to explain mine, and then after we're going to go through Minnesota, then I'll explain what John has because I completely disagree with what John has. I have the Packers going 9-8. and eight. 
with a two and four divisional record. I can 100% see the Bears beating them once, whether that be in Lambeau Field or Soldier Field. They probably have a better chance in Soldier Field. But then again, you saw the Lions beat the Packers in uh, Lambeau. And watching that Sunday night game was such an amazing game to see that happen and see the Packers lose in Lambeau. I'm not a Packers hater, but I love to saw that. Anyways, Packers go 9-8. and eight. Jordan Love, very unproven. He has barely played any games at all. The one game he did play was against Kansas City in Arrowhead, I believe, and he was horrible. I think Rodgers is when he had COVID or the COVID suspension, if you remember that back in 2020 that when that whole season was a mess um that's the only game he played and i think that was his rookie season when he was drafted so he's very unproven the one game i actually watched of him was the Bengals game for the first preseason game and he looked horrible literally sean clifford looked way better than he did then again that's preseason and that was his first start you still got aaron jones and aj Dillon. um Wide receiver, they had that young wide receiver from last year who dropped that famous pass on the first play for the Packers last year. I can't think of his name. Number seven. Oh, it's going to bother me if you want to do a quick fact check of what his name is. But he's a great wide receiver. He's going into his sophomore year very good. And Jordan Love has a great head coach with Matt LaFour. Obviously, Matt LaFour, I don't know if he's ever won coach of the year. I can't remember off the top of my head. But he's had great seasons with Rodgers. Um, granted, Rodgers is now gone. So this is like kind of the New England situation. Will the Packers be good? And I can see him being like that New England team when Brady first left. So I have him going 9-8. and eight. And actually, when you're Googling that, I think, is it Chris Watson? Is that See, it? I'm looking for him right now. You know who I'm talking about. I can't think of his name, though. Anyways, I saw a great take today, and I never see great takes on TikTok, and I love it. That if any, if if the head coach of the Lions, the wait, is it the Lions? You no, know, yeah, Lions, Packers, and Bears win the NFC North. They will most likely win head coach for the year. Any of them, besides the Vikings. Because I feel like the Vikings are the second favorite. But I feel like uh, uh, O'Connell could still win it. But yeah, the Lions with Dan Campbell. Packers with uh, Aaron Rod- uh, Aaron, No Aaron Rodgers <laughs> at LaFleur. And the Chicago Bears from the worst to the best. They could win head coach of the year. And I'm all for it. So I found your... You're talking about number seven for the Packers, right? Yes. So this guy's name is Quay Walker, and Quay he's Walker. a linebacker. Oh, then who am I talking about? Uh, oh, boy, this is going to bother me. But, yeah, anything else you have to say about the Packers? Um, Just uh... – having to get used to with Jordan Love's aspect, having to get used to playing in the real NFL games and not with the preseason games, just like from what you said, he had his fair share of struggles in the preseason. And then now he's going to have his first real start ever. So now it's just a matter of can he perform or not? If he can, that's a bonus. But if he can't, he might lose his job because yeah. he had years to train under Aaron Rodgers up to this point. So it's just kind of more of a make or break kind of year. Yeah. It was Chris Watson. He's number nine. I swore he was number seven, but he's <laughs> number nine. And now I remember that in the top of my head. So, all right, moving on. Good old Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, the defending NFC North champs. How do you got them going in 2023 this year? So, yeah, talking about like last year with the dilemma and coming to one score games, there was plenty of that. And then we didn't really see it because like the Vikings were able to win and they never really had to face that many losses except when they played against the Dallas Cowboys in that one game where it was like 40 to three or something like that. 
I remember watching that game. It was just pure murder. But when it came to playoff time, it kind of exposed the Vikings a little bit with how they were able to, they were managing to get lucky in some of those games. But with this new upcoming approaching season, I think the NFC North is going to be more manageable for them, per se, especially like we've said this multiple times in the show already that Aaron Rodgers is gone and that it kind of leaves more of, of an open space for teams to any team to win the division. So the division championship is up for grabs. So starting off, I think Brian Flores will have an impact on the defense and with some changes as well with offense, still have Justin Jefferson. And then I don't know about Jordan Addison after that speed limit that he got caught for driving like 150 something miles an hour down on the highway by himself at like three in the morning. But um, not to cut you off. But did you hear about why he did that? No, I he, didn't. I guess I must have missed so it. So the reporting reason he did that um, was because his dog was having a medical emergency. His That's dog? what I heard. Yeah, that his dog was having a medical emergency. So he was driving that fast. I don't know. That's all I heard. I can't. I'm not a, I'm not a credible source. But that's what I heard, that his dog was having a medical emergency. So he drove 150 miles per hour. Yeah, that's got to be pretty interesting when you do it at like three or four in the morning. It seems like he must have went out or something and then he yeah. was just out of it. And he was yeah, just exactly. speeding down on the highway by himself. So I don't think he got any cool. suspension or anything for that either. So he will play week one, which will be interesting. Okay. So. Yeah, because I was wondering about that at first. I thought it was like I could have sworn like this could be the end of him. But if he's come to play week one, then it's – it's big time bonus for the Vikings then with additional the offense. So that's going to help them with a great deal. So I think the Vikings will move up a little bit. So what do I got them going for? I would say around maybe 10 and seven ish or nine and eight. I'm kind of shooting somewhere around there. And again, I didn't type down these records for each of the teams so it's just kind of like my own speculation based on like experience watching them in the past and seeing what they've done over the off season onto this year. So it's just kind of going off script here, but purely I think they'll go nine and eight. Not bad. So I'm going to read you John before we get into mine. So here's how John has this, right? He has the uh, he has the Vikings finishing third in the division, going seven and ten with a three and three divisional record. Then he has the Packers going nine and eight with a three and three divisional record, securing the seventh seed. So he has the Packers making the playoffs barely, um, which is interesting to say the least, because I would disagree with him, and I would more agree with you. I have the Vikings going ten and seven with a divisional record of four and two. I also have him securing the number six seed. You get Jordan Addison. You sign an extension with TJ Hawkinson. You have Jay Jettas. You have Kirk Cousins, which everyone craps on Kirk Cousins. And after watching that uh, quarterback documentary, I don't know if you watched that, but I love Kirk Cousins so much more. Just seeing the energy he brings and how much he takes care of his body and just is a great quarterback that no one appreciates that much and calls, oh, primetime Kirk can't do this. And he proved it wrong last year, again, Thanksgiving. I love the Minnesota Vikings, man. Um, they lost Dalvin Cook, so they have AJ Madison as their is AJ. I'm pretty sure it's AJ. AJ Madison as their starting running back, which he will be probably the not the worst running back in the league, but the most unproven running back in the league, I'll say. And I still love this team. They're going to get the sixth seed. I don't think they're going to be as good as last year, but we also have to remember they went to Buffalo and they beat Buffalo barely. They barely beat Buffalo, but they beat Buffalo in Buffalo, which is very hard to do. And that's when Kirk Cousins had that chain game. They had the incredible comeback against the Colts, which they should have never had to have that comeback. 
They barely beat the Giants in the preseason, but then you have the bad games. You have the bad games like the Cowboys where they got absolutely murdered 40 to 3 and no one could ever believe that would happen. I'm sure you weren't you were expecting that. You're like, "Well, yeah, this is no, exactly I what I expected." <laughs> really, you thought it was going to be a dogfight? Yeah, I really did think so, especially like looking at the games before that. I was a little bit worrisome before that, but when I saw the Cowboys offense just taking off and especially with Tony Pollard running down their throats, it was just like, "Oh my goodness." Yeah. I did not see this one coming. But um I think this team is still a good team. I think they're still a great team. I don't think they're the best team in the division. I have them finishing second. I have them taking a down step, but they're still going to make this playoffs. And I would have them playing the number one team in the NFC North. So I'm going to pass it to you. Let's talk about these Detroit Lions because, in my oh. opinion, these Detroit Lions can be the best team in the NFC next year, but also they can fumble it so badly. And I'll get to that, but I want to hear your opinion about these Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell. Yeah, so talking about the Lions, I mean, they came back down. It was like last season. They were like one and eight before their bye week. And then soon after that, it was just like the magic started to happen out of nowhere. And they finished the season nine and eight, especially winning their last game against the Packers at Lambeau Field. So something kind of tells me like maybe it's the coach. The players are willing to play for the coach. And he knows what he's doing with this team. And I I really do like this guy. I've watched some of their hard knocks episodes. Man, he has the energy for a Detroit Lions guy. He's a pure Detroit guy. But um, so fast forward on from that, you got quite a few investments, such as signing some veterans within the free agency. And then secondly, after that, they've also made some signings within the secondary. And their secondary, from what I see, would be improved. I don't think they'll have the same issues with that, not nearly as much as they did with last season. And then now we got with Ben Johnson, who has added some extras onto the offense, where the offense last year, statistically speaking, had the fifth most points in the NFL from 2022. So... When we're looking at the Lions here on the roster, I think they're very talented, and I think and I have the belief that they will be able to win the NFC North. Now, I would settle for a round on my prediction, eleven six. All right, not too shabby, not too shabby. So, John has them going nine and eight. <laughs> He has them securing the third seed in the NFC playoffs with a 4-2 divisional record. I strongly disagree. However, I also agree, and we'll get into that. Um, So John has the Lions, the Packers making the playoffs, and the Vikings and the Bears. So that is John's list for the NFC. So let's talk about my list for the NFC North as we wrap this up. I have these Lions going 13-4 with a divisional record of Four and two. Now, I keep saying they can be the best team and also they can be the biggest flunk in this total NFC. And here's why I mean that. Think about last year, right? Think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everyone said, oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have one great, like another great year. You know, they're going to be one of the best teams in the sea. You got Tom Brady and they stunk. They went below 500 and literally forced Tom Brady to retire, right? That's what I remember from that Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. So here's what I'm saying. These Lions are getting so much hype this year that it's scaring me. Everyone's saying the Lions can win the division for the first time in a very, very long time. They haven't won a playoff game in a very long time either. I think the last time they played a playoff game was against the Dallas Cowboys. I think they lost it too. But they scare me because they can have a great season. They beat the Vikings in Detroit, they beat the Packers on Sunday night football. Sunday night football, football. You like football? 
football. And then they obviously beat the Bears a couple times because the Bears stunk last year. But I can also see these lines somehow screwing this up. Somehow, some way, they can screw it up. I don't think they're going to, but if literally they become third or fourth into this division somehow, most likely third, and you come back and watch this, I told myself so that they might screw it up. But I believe in Dan Campbell. I believe in these lines with Jared Goff, Amar St. Brown. Uh, they just signed a running back. They drafted a r- rookie running back. I can't think of his name. Oh, the Lions running back uh, room stacked. I know that for a fact. That's going to bother me now. Man, I need to like, bring this out. Okay, th- they got Jamar Gibbs and to David Montgomery. Yeah. This Lions, team, this Lions team can be hot this year. So I have them going 13-4 playing the Minnesota Vikings in four field, which I think will be a great game. And honestly, I can see the Lions winning that. But we'll get into that tomorrow for the final predictions. But. My final ranking, Lions, Vikings making the playoffs, then the Packers and the Bears, which honestly, the Vikings, the Packers, and the Bears could literally flip and swap with any of them because that division's so close for the place of seconds. So, yeah, those are my teams. Uh, You got anything else to say about the NFC North? All I can say with the Lions is that I do trust in Dan Campbell, and I think – he and the rest of those guys on the team know how to not get overconfident. I mean, they faced so much adversity already. I think just as long as they keep their nose on the grind and they keep playing, I think this may be a promising season. But again, the NFL is unpredictable, and anything can happen. So it could either be a really good season, or it could be just a letdown season. So that will be my closing for the NFC North. Uh, you don't have TikTok, right? I don't think you do. No, I don't. Okay, so the NFL is playing into the uh, script writing thing, and they have a uh, Keegan Michael K. Uh, like sit down with like a bunch of random people. Like he had Jalen Ramsey sit down at the table and like uniform like pass out like a fake paper for the script writing, and then they had the Kelsey brothers on like Facetime. Patrick Mahomes and like their mom was on there and their their, their mom goes you know it'd be awesome if when the uh, Chiefs play the Raiders that the mother figure falls in love with the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> I love how they're playing into it it's awesome um, yeah. and also they had a I think it was Little Wayne read part of the script because he was involved with it. So everyone's saying he's performing at halftime too, which honestly would be kind of cool for millennials to have Lil Wayne perform. Last time we got a rapper, though, it was not that good with Travis Scott. It was a horrible halftime show. But yeah, if I ever see them, I'll send them to you because they're hysterical and they've been pushing them out, hyping up the season. But Dude, I would love to see that. Yeah, show me that sometime. Yeah, for sure. But anyways... That's our NFC North predictions, and that wraps up our whole entire NFC predictions. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back to talk about the AFC North and wrap up the AFC predictions. Welcome back after the break. Uh, Lance and I had a quick little break. We talked about my water cups in my room because there's a collection. <laughs> and Lance probably thinks I'm crazy for that. But you know what? Who cares anyways? Because we're back and we're going to talk the AFC North and wrap up our North predictions and the whole predictions for the NFL before playoffs. So I'd say we get things started, Lance. And let's talk about these Cleveland Browns or like some people like to call them the Brownies. And I do not like the Brownies. So why don't we talk about the Cleveland Browns and you think how they're going to do this season? Yeah, so let's get into it. So we talk about moving on from last year with the dilemma of Deshaun Watson having to serve some time with some game suspensions and not being able to come back until the back half of the season. He didn't look as sharp as he was in Houston. So now with the move on from the 2022 season, to this season, I think we'll be able to see a little bit more of an improved Deshaun Watson. And then another thing, in addition to Deshaun Watson, like he'll be the key for the Browns this season, but also 
Bills defensive coordinator or former Bills defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, to an already loaded Browns roster. So this is new. And the Bills were once feared as the best defense in the NFL and the most scariest. So that would be a really big deal with the Browns this season when it comes to having Deshaun Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator. And so second point with the Cleveland Browns that I have here is that they had lost some close games last year, which were only by one score. And that had happened to occur five times. So if they were able to flip those games, they probably could have went to the playoffs by chance. So it was just, the problem was, is that they didn't have all the pieces together. But with this year, I think the difference is that they do have those pieces together and they're going to have a manageable schedule ahead. They'll be playing away games at Houston, Denver, LA, just to name a few. So even though that the AFC North will be competitive, again, the NFL is unpredictable. Like Joe Burrow's calf injury could happen again, or Kenny Pickett, like let's just say Kenny Pickett for some reason doesn't perform as well as he should, then maybe the Browns could take advantage of that and probably move on to the top spot. But I don't see that happening. But this is just speculation or playing by scenario on the good parts of it. But I still think that Kenny Pickett will have a signature season after getting experience from his rookie season last year. And then you have with the Ravens with such a versatile offense. I think this will be a little bit too much for the Browns to handle. So therefore, I am predicting them to go eight and nine. Not too shabby, not too shabby. Um, I just want to say, because I just realized this mistake. When I said that the Lions and the Vikings would play each other, the Lions would be the two seed, the Vikings will be the six seed. They would not play each other because of the bye week, and I forgot the bye week exists. So, in that case, um, they would play the, what's it called, the Eagles. So sorry, and that's going to come into effect later, so we'll talk about that. But, Let's talk about these Cleveland Brownies. The Cleveland Browns are such an interesting team, right? Because they have Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson had a huge game suspension last year that happened to be 11 games to play against the Houston Texans. I feel like if anything was script written last year, that was script written. And I will die on that hill because 11 games just seemed a little too fishy for him to go play against his former team. Anyways. The Browns, right? Deshaun Watson, they have Nick Chubb, David Njoku. They're stacked on offense. Defense side of the ball, they're also pretty good. They got a new, uh, what's it called? You literally just said it, defensive coach. So, the Browns are very interesting. I don't know how they're going to do this year. And here's the thing. Before we get into any of this on my AFC North predictions, I'm a Steelers fan. And yes, I am going to be a buy Steelers fan, but I'm also trying to be very reasonable here. So any of the AFC North teams, I honestly could believe could win this division. And I don't know how you feel, Lance, but that's just my personal opinion. Literally, the Browns could win it. The Ravens could win it. The Steelers could win it. The Bengals could win it. I think it's literally a dogfight and who's going to get the more divisional records. So I could see the Browns winning it. I truly could. However, if I'm, I'm going to, I have to go off my personal opinion I have the Browns going 6-11, mainly because of Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson did not look as good as he did when he played in Texas. So, obviously, he hasn't played football in a very long time. He has a lot more time to prepare now and can come out fighting again. But I do not think that man was worth $200 million that he was paid and traded for. I think the Browns are going to somehow fumble with this whole entire or deal with him. So I have him going 6-11 with a divisional record of 3-3. Three and three. Now, like I said, they can win this division. And if they do, I did talk about a previous podcast that I will shave my head. But I don't think they're going to win it personally. But I have them going 6-11 and 11 with a record of 3-3. Three and three. And John, so sorry about my mic. I ha- John has them 
He's very interesting. I want to say he has him going nine and eight. Um, yes, nine and eight with the two and four divisional record. So I believe we all agree having them in last place. Do you have them in last place? Yes, I do. Okay. So yeah, six and eleven. Any final thoughts about the Cleveland Brownies? Yeah. Um, to hop on back to Deshaun Watson topic is that with the way he plays with the accurate passings that he had and talking about back when he was in Houston now, even before that in Clemson, he was kind of like the hot buzz around football. But since last year, he he's taken a big-time slump, I think. It is pretty hard to come back and reach up to that peak performance he once had, and I think that could apply with any sport. So with Deshaun Watson, even though he has more time, I don't think he'll be able to reach that peak performance that he once had back when he was with the Houston Texans. So, yes, he could be the lead of the downfall of this team, and the Cleveland Browns are going to have their hands up and say, oh, well, looks like we're going to have to start Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Yeah, for real. So Browns are going to be a very interesting team. I know I've said that a lot, but all these AFC number teams are going to be very interesting. So. Let's move up to my third ranking. I'm going to get so much hate for this, and I know I'm going to get so much hate for this, but I'm going to try to defend myself because that's what we do on here. I got the Baltimore Ravens, so let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to pass it off to you, and I want to hear your Baltimore Ravens idea because I have no idea what this team at all. With all of the predictions that I put up for all of these teams on the AFC North, I guess you could consider me a little bit generous because sometimes I could give them a higher record than they would realistically be performing. But with my take on the Ravens is that keys to the game will be versatile offense, and that is all up to Lamar Jackson. Just as long as he can stay healthy with an already decent offense with key additions such as wide receiver Odell Beckham, and rookies A flowers in the wide receiver room. So that will be key. And then lastly, when we talk about actually before I, I was going to mention the defense, but there's one last point that I want to add about the offense with the Ravens is that they got a new offensive coordinator and Todd Monken. I think that's how you pronounce his last name, right? But anyways, Todd Monken is known to run a fast tempo offense. And this is going to fit so well with Lamar Jackson's style of game. So this offense that we're dealing with here is going to be really hard to stop because they could switch it up and beat you through the air. So now onto the defensive side of things with the Ravens. For ever since, like, say, 2019 or 2020, they were consistently ranked in the top 10 for best defenses in the NFL. So I think the Ravens out of all teams in here, I think they'll be the number one seed, actually. So I'm kind of like the opposite from what you're saying, being near the bottom of the division here. So record prediction, I'm going to have to say 11 is a six. Yeah, you have them going 11 and six. They're, they're getting the number one seed in the north, you're saying, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Again, number one uh, seed and maybe even 12 and five. Okay, all right. You're not saying like overall in the AFC, just like AFC North in general. I want to make oh, sure I'm understanding. Not like, I'm talking about like the overall in the league and like general, not like just the division oh, you itself. Think, you think that they're going to get number one in the league? No, not number one in the league. Now, just to assure the confusion that we're having here, they <laughs> will be number one in the AFC North division, I think. But in the in league, the I don't think they will be number one. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make yeah. sure I was hearing that right. Okay, yeah. I see what you mean. John actually agrees with you, um, and he has very interesting predictions. But I, we're going to finish off with that because I kind of disagree with John. But anyways, I'm going to talk about the Ravens, right? And I'm a, not a Ravens fan at all. I do not like the Ravens at all, but I can respect the Ravens. I think you can respect the Eagles even though you do not like the Eagles but you can respect what the Eagles do. And that's what we do here. So 
I have him going ten and seven with a divisional record of three and three. I still don't like Lamar Jackson. Lamar did have that MVP season, but he hasn't been the same since with injuries and just everything else around that. He just hasn't been the same. He's barely played the last two seasons if that's, he stays healthy. With running quarterbacks, it's very, very hard for them to stay healthy. Like Michael Vick. Michael Vick was a great running back. Not a running back. He was a quarterback. Very great quarterback. Didn't stay that healthy that often. So we'll see what happens down in Baltimore. But they have J.K. Dobbins if he plays, which I can't remember if he's playing last I looked. Who knows what happens down there? Last I remember, he was healthy. He might not be healthy anymore. You add Odell and you add Zay. You obviously have Mark Andrews, Justin Tucker, and Lamar. Lamar, we already talked about. He's okay, in my opinion. He still needs to prove more to me that he can do better, which he's getting there. Trust me, he's almost there, but he still needs to prove a little bit more for me. Odell, I don't know what your opinion on Odell is, but he's getting so much older. And what scares me with Odell is he hasn't played football in over a year. Last he played was in the Super Bowl where he had one touchdown and got injured. He hasn't played since. That scares me a lot. He's 30 years old, and he's mainly known for that one catch. That's all he's known for, in my opinion, is that one catch on Sunday night football where it was immaculate and it got him the cover. He hasn't been that good since. I can see why. He's just been your average uh, wide receiver with talent name for some odd reason. Um, so I don't know with this team. I truly don't. I have them going 10 and 7. Like I said, I've been finishing third in the division. But like I said, anyone can win this division. If Baltimore wins this division, I'm not going to be surprised. So. Yeah, Baltimore is in third for me, and you have them going first. So let's go a little bit up to up. Oh my gosh, up a little bit more to the great state of OHIO in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow leading the Cincinnati Bengals, trying to win this division again. And I want to hear your opinions about. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, and you think they're going to still be the same exact team for last year? They're going to pr- uh, digress a little bit because I don't know what the Bengals team's going to do. So, well, let's talk about it. So, the Bengals last year and the Bengals this year, they are playing in two different worlds of the AFC North. The AFC North last year wasn't as competitive as it's going to be this year. So what I think what's going to happen to the Bengals is that it's going to be harder to get the same amount of wins like they did last year. Like last year, they went like 12-4 and when you're talking about that last game of the year when they had that um, DeMar Hamlin issue out on the field. Um, But with this year moving on, I don't think they're going to be able to achieve that 12-13 win season. So... I think they'll take a step back. And also, I think they've also had some close calls that I would consider them to be a little bit lucky. But like they always say, you can't be lucky forever because your luck is going to run out. So with playing in one of the toughest divisions, it would be hard for the Bengals to be able to reach a higher seed playoff position. So even though I think they'll still be good, but not as good as last year's. So with that being said, I think they will be just above the Browns with um, maybe around 9 and 8, 10 and 7-ish. I would say more 9 and 8 with this one. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So I'm a little bit different than you. Okay. I got the Bengals going first in the division. I have them going a record of 13 and 4 with a division record of 4 and 2. They're basically the same team as last year. You lose burnt toast with Eli Apple. I'm sorry. I had to. Everyone calls that man burnt toast. He's down in Miami. Um, we literally just talked about him yesterday. But 
it's basically the same Bengals team. Um, you obviously still have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Uh, they have one more. What's his name? Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I'm forgetting someone. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. And then, obviously, defense of the side ball looked great last year, and they're looking to produce off that same energy. Joe Mixon back in the backfield. I still like this team a lot. I think this team will be a very competitive team in the North, and I'm looking for high hopes with them this season. I think they're going to still be the top dog, and they have seen North. I have them securing the second seed in the whole AFC. And, yeah, I expect things, big things out of Cincinnati. But also, I don't. I could see them easily failing and having someone like the Ravens, the Browns, or the Steelers possibly beating them, playing better like you have. John has them, I believe, second in his division, um, which is interesting. I'll get to him in just after we finish up after the Steelers because I need to break his down separately. But yeah, I have him finishing first in the division. So with that being said, we've predicted. 31 teams so far, how they're going to do record-wise. And we're going to save the best for last, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about these Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm going to try to give the least biased review possible. Spoiler alert, everyone's going to think it's going to be biased, but I promise you, I don't think it's biased. But I want to hear from a non-Steeler fan that's not a Patriot fan who talk crap on us year after year. I want to hear how you have these Pittsburgh Steelers doing this year. Yeah, um, so I've been really interested to hear from what you Steelers guys fans say, but I'm willing to give my honest and thorough opinion on you guys. And from what I can tell you guys is that, yes, the Steelers will have a much improved season. Moving on from last season, like Mike Tomlin has held the hero saving you guys from a losing season with a 9-8 and eight record. Almost made the playoffs, not quite, but almost. There were some circumstances there that happened at the last game of the season. But onward from that, what I saw is that, first off, I want to point out is the Kenny Pickett and the George Pickens duo. I think that would be really fun, fun to see those two. And with Kenny Pickett, in his case, it's time for him to have an improved second season, maybe even a signature second season. So that way he's had his first year of experience down as an NFL quarterback. And now it's time to put in what you got from based on experience, what you put on in the offseason training and put it out on the field where it really matters in the regular season. And now you have George Pickens after that. He's a great receiver, absolutely phenomenal. I would watch some of his um, practices, and there was this one video that stuck out to me in particular where he had one guy on him. They were doing, like, one-on-ones, and he had a ball thrown to him, and he kind of, like, turned around. He caught it with, like, his left – he caught it with, like, one hand. I think it was his left hand. but I was. This one out of, like, the many highlights I believe he will have in the future. So, on to the defensive side of the ball. Another positive will be the return of T.J. Watt, who played with a torn pack in the back half of the 2022 season. He will bring back the strength of the Steelers' defense, which will be, I think, a big strength for them this season. And I believe that the Steelers will be in the race with the Ravens. Interestingly enough, they will be in the race with the Ravens and compete for the AFC North Division. So prediction-wise, I believe that they will go 10-7. and seven. All right, 10-7. and seven. I got a question for you. I want to hear this from a non-Steeler fan. I have two questions. What's your opinion on Matt Canada, our offensive coordinator, And what's your opinion on Mike Tomlin? Because everyone with Mike Tomlin, it sounds that I hate this guy. He's not the great, he's not a good head coach. We need to fire him or 
yeah, he's a great coach. No one understands how good he is, yada, yada, yada. And I feel like all my family always either says, oh, he's great or nah, he's not that good. And I want to hear from a non-Steeler fan what your opinion is on these two. Start off with Matt Canada because I think you're going to have the same opinion as me with Matt Canada. Yeah, so what I think about Matt Canada, I don't think too highly about this guy. I don't think he has – he has not been getting the job done for the offense. And I think he is on the hot seat as the offensive coordinator for this season because he's been in a slump. Like, I think it's just if this pattern keeps continuing on with the way it is, then he could be in jeopardy. But from what I can tell you, as far as I know, because like I keep up with teams frequently in the NFL, right? But the chances of like, look, I watch like three games a day throughout the year and there's like 32 teams in the NFL. And then with those three games, it's like three times two, it's like six teams a day. And when you count on Thursday night, then eight teams. But from what I saw with the occasional times I watched the Steelers, it's just the offense hasn't been getting anything in motion to say it properly. So with talking about Matt Canada, I don't think so highly of him. And on to your second question about Mike Tomlin. I really like Mike Tomlin. Like I think he, I mean, he's been around for a good long time. I mean, he's been around since like the Steelers last Super Bowl win against the Arizona Cardinals. Like this guy's a legend. Like, if I were a Steeler fan, I'd be pretty thankful to have him too. So just with, I would definitely put my trust in him. He's never put the Steelers ever in a losing record. So it may seem like I'm trying to give in to you because I'm talking to a Steelers fan, but genuinely I really like Mike Tomlin a lot. And I've used to like before the game start on Sundays, I would listen to his like, I would listen to like the pregame show and have him talking with his speeches on how the season is progressing and how the team has come together and all that sort of stuff. I do have respect for the man. So there you go from a Cowboys fan point of view. All right. Very, very interesting. I agree with you on. Matt Canada. I don't think Matt Canada is the solution, but Kenny and Tomlin both wanted him to stay this year. So I am expecting big things from him. I'll get into him in a second. Same thing with Tomlin. I love Tomlin. I think Tomlin's very underrated. Uh, if you watch the Pat McAfee show, Pat McAfee talks about how amazing Tomlin is. I can see why. And everyone says, oh, Tomlin's never had a losing record. And yes, but think about A, how hard that is. And B, that when we were down one and four last season and we came back to go nine and eight, think about how hard that is, right? Like no one like for you to be down that bad and be like, all right, like most head coaches be like, all right, like I don't think it's happening this year, boys. But then rally the troops back to get up to nine and eight. I don't think people understand how hard that is in the NFL. The fact that he's done it for this long and had a consistent winning streak is great. Granted, playoffs a little more shaky, but they haven't been in a really hot minute. Uh, and last time they went was against the Kansas City Chiefs, and we all know how that turned out. But let's talk about these Steelers, right? It's all going to depend on two things, in my opinion. Three. Sorry, three. Matt Canada and how the offense plays. How Matt Canada calls the plays and how the offense does. That includes Kenny. How the defense, if the defense can hold up to what their hype is, and as well as can it, uh, as well as Mike Tomlin actually being able to do a good coaching job. I'm not saying he isn't, but I'm saying when they get past the good point in the season, and he can keep proving to himself that, like, hey, we'll go to the playoffs and we'll actually win a game this year. So, those are the big three keys this year, and I think all are going to happen. So this is why my record's 12-5, and five, and I have him going 2-4 and four in the division. Kenny Pickett looked amazing in the uh, preseason. Granted, 
like we always say, it's preseason. I could probably go throw footballs during preseason. I can't, but I think that's a funny thing for me to say. <laughs> but it's preseason. You're playing against second string, third string guys who are fighting for a job. The offense was clicking. Kenny only threw four passes that weren't complete. Also, if you look on the back half of the year last year, Kenny led two game-winning drives in the final two minutes, one against the Raiders on Christmas Eve, one in Baltimore where he threw it to Najee and it looked incredible. He looked like a field general out there calling plays, and they finally let him actually do stuff. And it looks like this year and preseason he was audibling, which last season he wasn't, which is good because – Kenny is one of those guys who played and can actually like say, okay, they're in zone defense. We should do this type of play. I love to see that. Also, George Pickens is him. He's a dog out on the field. And if we throw the ball him more in his direction, I think it will be great. Deontay Johnson, yeah, same. He's really good wide receiver, one of the team. Pat Fryer move. You got Allen Robinson this year and Calvin Austin the third, which I don't know if you do you know who Calvin Austin the third is. Have you heard about him? Sounds familiar from somewhere, but I don't fully know him. So we drafted him not uh, this past draft, but the draft before. And he was out all season. And he's been playing. He is a speed demon on that field. He's running fast. He's probably going to be our punt return or kick return. He might be listed as it, which is great. Uh, except the new rule is going to be so stupid with the 20-yard catch. Where if you're in the 20 yards, you can fair catch it. And we'll automatically go to the 25. Um, defensive side of the ball, TJ Watt will be back for a full healthy season as long as he doesn't tear anything again, which he won't. Um, Cam Hayward, you got Patrick Peterson, Joey Porter Jr., which we have our thoughts about JPJ on this podcast. Um, some good, some bad, mainly me and John Good, Dan, a lot of bad, but I think this man's going to do well. So, if Kenny plays good and this offense of playing calling is good, this team can easily go 12-5 and five and get the sixth seed in the division, which I have them doing. And honestly, Kenny could get Offensive Player of the Year, in my opinion. I don't think he'll get MVP, and I think someone else will get Offensive Player of the Year. But I think Kenny should be, like, be in the conversation if the hype is real. Literally. If everything that I think is going to happen this year happens, this team can go 12-5. and five. If not, it's going to be another struggle year with them trying to get over 500. And like I said, I think any of these teams can win this division, no matter what. And also, if the Steelers do make the playoffs, they're going to be playing Kansas City. <laughs> That's going to be a major roadblock. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think they'll win that game. I want them to win the game. What? That is my final uh, AFC North predictions. Um, before I ask you your final thoughts, let me read you John's. So John's is very interesting. Starting from the bottom, uh, he has the Browns going 9-8 and eight with the division record of 2-4. and four. Then he has the Steelers clinching the playoffs in the sixth seed as well, going 13-4 and four with the division record of 3-3. Three and three. So John actually has a, one more win than I do, and I had them winning. I think I think I had the Steelers winning another game, but I had them going three and three, and I was like, eh, I don't like this. They're probably going to somehow manage to lose <laughs> a key game. <laughs> so I, I dropped them down the game. Uh, then he has the Bengals in the fifth seed going 13-4 and four with a division record of three and three. And then he has the Baltimore Ravens going 13-4 and four with a division record of four and two, getting the third seed in the AFC side of the ball. And honestly, I can see John's happening too. I can see yours happening. Literally, this division is such a like huge thing this year because no one knows what's going to happen. Same thing with AFC East. Same thing with the NFC uh, East, I would say. No one knows what's going to happen. We all know who's probably the last team is going to be except the AFC North. But I think it's going to be a great thing for football this year. So yeah, any final opinions on the AFC North or... Just in general, I'm going to ask you about the AFC in general because you were only here for the East and the North. But any final things you want to talk about? From what I got to say about the AFC North, I'm really interested to see how things unfold too. Like, AFC North has been just getting so much hype about it. You got all that energetic presence 
from all the supporters and the predictors and the news analysts for sports. Um, but I, I would be very curious to see, especially with some guys coming back with Lamar Jackson, if he's able to stay healthy and with TJ Watt leading the charge on the defense, it's a whole new season, a clean slate. So I'm looking forward to this Sunday to see how all four of these teams and beyond that with the rest of the AFC and the NFC to see how things will play out. Because what I've seen from the NFL since last year was just how good the games were. A lot of the games, especially at the beginning to the middle of the year, were very close games. It didn't matter how good you were or, or how bad you were. It just mattered who played better in the last two minutes of the game. So I'm looking forward to seeing that type of tone again. So those are my closing thoughts. I'm really looking forward to this Sunday, man. Dude, it's going to be great. And football starts Thursday, too. We're going to get a bunch more games on Sunday, obviously. But we got the Chiefs and the Lions kicking off tomorrow when you'll be listening to this, um, which we have very interesting news about that, which with uh, Travis Kelsey possibly being out and stuff. But, yeah, um, honestly, this whole predicting has been so fun of going through and going to see our schedules and how they're going to do. I'm sure by the end of this uh, season, you and I and John will take look back at all of this and laugh about how bad our predictions were (laughs) but i mean it's it's been great predicting this especially with you um tomorrow for you guys listening uh we have our finale coming up with the playoff predictions where john and i will be crowning our super bowl champions of who's going to win it all so i'm going to ask you lance if you could pick right now before the season starts Who's winning the Super Bowl? I had to put some thought into it. I would think of Philly being a possibility, a really good one too. And the Chiefs, maybe. Maybe the Chiefs, but it's hard to win in the NFL two years in a row. Like That's just really hard to do. So that kind of cancels them out. So with exception with the Philadelphia Eagles, if I talk about like potential teams, maybe the Bills could get over this playoff slump that they've been facing so many times, and they're out for blood. Like The Bills will try to get over that hump, especially being the Kansas City Chiefs and all that. So, and another one, too, and this could be from my biased opinion, which could be the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys also have a possibility as well. Maybe they could pull a surprise with like, because their main goal and the reason why they have the team set up the way they do is to get to the Super Bowl because they've been like, they haven't gone back to the Super Bowl since like 1996. So a lot of the fans in the fan base are, they kind of like reminisce a little too much, but it's just kind of like we should be back there. And then also, so I have three teams with Eagles and the Cowboys. And let's see, who else did I point out? One more team in there. But anyways, yeah, the Bills. The Bills in there. And I would not count the Jets out. Definitely not. I would definitely not count the Jets out. I think the Jets have a possibility of going to the Super Bowl. So with all the teams that I'm telling you right now, those are all the teams that I think would have the best chances out of all the other teams in the NFL as of right now. So personal personal or biased opinion, if you had to pick right now, who's winning it? If you had to pick you can literally uh, say the Dallas Cowboys if you believe the Dallas Cowboys are winning it. I'm not going to call you crazy. <laughs> no, like, it's just kind of like kind of like a thought. But again, you can't trust Dak Prescott. I mean, so it's going to be kind of like different. So what, what the moral of this would be is that 
it's kind of like the same story as like before. It's like you do well in the regular season and then in the postseason you flop. Yeah. So I'll cut the Cowboys out on that one. So that leaves me up with three teams. So I would have to say I'm going to have to go with the Buffalo Bills. You're taking the Bills. Bills are going to get over the hump, yeah. Who are they playing? Bills and the Eagles. Bills and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like your takes. I really do. I'm glad we more agreed on it than John and I because John and I had two very different takes, and that's okay in this podcast world. But if you want to hear John and I's Super Bowl championship come back tomorrow because we will be crowning our Super Bowl champions, and then a couple hours from when that is posted, NFL – NFL starts, baby. It's been a long time coming. It's been almost March, April, May, June, July, August. It's almost been six months without football, which is nuts, and I'm excited for it to come back. So, yeah, make sure you tune in tomorrow for our picks and stuff. But, Lance, it's been an honor to have you, man, to fill in for John and fill up the shoes and have you on the podcast. We'll definitely have you back where way more NFL takes are going to happen this season because there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens. And we got a lot more sports than football to cover, but football's starting. So anything else you would like to say before we wrap this up? Well, man, I've enjoyed this conversation that we've been having for like the past hour and a half or to two hours, but I'm really looking forward to all the good games coming up week one. Like what you said, six months without football, I'll just sit there and it'll just be on a Sunday morning. And I'd always had that same routine. It's just like, man, I just want to go watch the football right now on the TV and then see what's going on. But it's just like, well, I don't have that anymore. So all I can do is just talk about it over the summer. During the week, I'll talk about football. And then during the weekend, I'll even talk about more football. So now that it's coming back, it just makes my life feel meaningful again. So it's just kind of like a rebirth of just excitement with the new NFL season coming in. So I'm excited for what it has in store. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, football returns tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. And we're all hyped up for it. But Thank you guys for all listening to Inside the Dome. Please go follow us. Oh my gosh. I just like combined three words there. Please go follow us on our Instagram, our Twitter slash X. We have a Facebook as well, which we will start be promoting here any day soon, as well as TikTok. Um, I keep saying it. It's almost here. We promise. Um, There's a lot of things have come up, like we say as always, but. By the end of this month, TikToks will officially start just in time for the NFL season. Um, and yeah, with all that being said, thank you for listening. I'm Carl and Jacob. Thank you, Lance, for joining me as always. And have a good night. Not a good night. Have a good day, everyone.